Howdy, y'all. It's me, Crawford Mawson. But you already knew that, because I've set the bar in Gary's country music scene. I would just like to thank everybody that attended this year's annual Craw Maw Cycles Ride for Charity event. You really mean the world to me. You pump through my veins and you make me strong. What do you mean there's no place in Gary, Indiana that a cowboy can party? I've set the bar in Gary's country music scene, and now I'm here to set the bar in the club industry. Introducing the Gary Bar. A high-end drinkery with babes, brews, beets, and treats. Try our locally brewed Benedict's Base IPA or our universally renowned Craw for your martini. Shaken or stirred. Or swallowed. Three left turns off of Broadway. You can't miss this year's biggest hit. And remember, it really sticks in my craw when you don't tell them that you were sent by Craw. Oh, and by the way, Rock and Roll for Initiatives, immature, filthy, and occasionally incredibly horny podcast for adults. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Thanks for turning in to Rock and Roll for Initiative, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where our weekend warrior band members get swept up in a world of blades, beasts, and rock and roll. All right, episode five, getting going here. I'm sitting here with the boys. Hello, Hello. the boys. And getting in here, you know, we're uh, we're having a lot of fun doing this. I remember when we started, and you know, it was a couple. It was what, like five months ago now, when we kind of had this idea, and. It's it's been a rough five months in the sense that we're always busy because growing old sucks ass. Yep. Uh, Don't get old, kids. But uh, I feel like we're getting a good rhythm on it. And oh, once yeah. these things get rolling, uh, ho- hopefully we get a we 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 get some actual notice here. Who knows? No. But even if we don't, we're having a blast. We're having a good time. Yeah. So, uh, guys, what I want this week, you know, the usual go around, introduce yourselves, give us a fun factoid, a little insight in your character's life. My weekly question for you is, what is your character's thoughts on the band name Breaking Wind? Oh my god! I'm Zach, I play Crawford Mawson, the band's residential guitar player who hates himself, hates country music, but decides to be himself and be a country musician. Great. Great. His fa- his fun fact for the week is the ATV he acquired in the last session, he has decided to name Off-Road Fury. <laughs> is that his favorite racing series? Uh, it, only for the soundtrack. ATV Off-Road Fury 1 and 2 soundtracks are like, oh. I mean, those, those actually were good. Yeah, so, yeah, they were yeah. so good. Like, boom. 
He hates the band name Breaking Wind, but he can't think of anything better. So he just goes with just it. Just goes with it. If, it, he, if it's, it's somebody else's shit name, they can fall for it. I'm Andy. I play uh, grumpy old bassist uh, Benedict McIntyre. Nice 70s old man. I mean, he's in his 70s. Oh. Yeah, he's not nice. Yeah, all right, fine. He's not exactly yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in between. Um, and he doesn't really like the name Breaking Wind, but at the same time, he doesn't really care. He plays the music. All right, that's the important part. What is, what is Benedict's favorite band based on their name alone? Based on their name alone? Yeah, like I feel like he's oh, he was a big God. Tom Petty guy. I imagine. Yeah, it's a, that's a good name. And I, I, I feel like Mudcrutch, which was Tom Petty's band original name, was just perfect for him. Yeah, I know. He probably like <laughs> something that like Salt of the Earth. Kind yeah, of like, yeah. Maybe Ram Jam. Just because you're a here Ram Jam. play there. <laughs> All right, hi, I am Nate. I play George Georgeson, the the group's uh, resident alcoholic. And uh, fun fact about George is he'll pretty much do anything for some tacos. And we're just going to leave it at that. Ooh. Um, has he done things for Doc? Has he? <laughs> but anyways, um, his thoughts on the band name, George abhors, he hates this band name, with, with, with a dying passion. <laughs> but at the same time, he doesn't want to hurt Gil's feelings because he loves Gil and he loves the band. Oh, that's See, sweet. And, and in Craw's mind, he just thinks if you're going to go with like a, a, a shit-themed name... You gotta go something like Stat Breeze or something, other than Breaking Wind. Stat Breeze. Stat Breeze. <laughs> hey, hi, I'm Kevin. I play uh, the band's number one shining star frontman, Gil Albright. Kazoo enthusiast. And fun fact about Gil this week is that Gil, his favorite color is a very nice shade of royal blue. I thought it was going to be like, you seem like a fuchsia kind of guy as well. I'm not going to lie, Zach over here is a fuchsia kind of guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Hey, Jen. Hey. My wife just walked in. There's a girl? Biggs, what are Gil's thoughts on the band name? Gil loves the name. He thinks it's like something very uh, inspiring. (laughs) Like... Yeah, yeah, like breaking wind, like you're going so fast, speeding right ahead that you're 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 crashing through the wind barrier, which he thinks is a probably thinks is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. So do, does Gil get the joke? No, no, okay. he does not understand that breaking wind is a fart joke. He takes it very seriously, and he's very confused when people are are hesitant about the name. Yeah, and and Krama just thinks better better. Poo-themed names would be better. <laughs> He's not opposed to it being I breaking that, wind. I think that really, you know, encapsulates what Cromo is. He's over here saying, like, oh, you know, if I could pick the name, it'd be better, but that's a lot of effort, so I guess this is fine. <laughs> right? That is that is the character in a nutshell. If I had to pick the name, it'd be like, shit. George storm. also <laughs> just gets drunk and then doesn't care. So, that's yeah, fair. at the same time. He, envy, he envies that Gil can go home and be like, I love myself. Craw <laughs> goes home and he just goes, Another day. <laughs> Gil. Well, uh, boys, what do you say we get started here? All right. All right. So, uh, without further ado, this brings us to episode five. Down the line. 
I'll pick up the rings. As you pick up the rings, they are nondescript. Uh, they seem to be made of some sort of metal. They're blackened. Uh, you can't tell if it's, you know, meant to look that way or if it's just kind of tarnished. But you would not look at this and think, oh, that's a valuable ring. I'll have to ask him about these when when we get him. The uh, gentleman whose name I honestly don't remember. Ironrod Ironrod, thank you. Would anybody <laughs> like to uh, play the uh, play the mouth? I'm not mouth putting part? my mouth on that. <laughs> Gil, would you like to lead us with a brilliant mouth harp solo? Wow. Uh, do we need to play it to get out of here? I do believe that is what he said, yes. Did we go back to the main room first, though? That's no, no, we I haven't gone yeah. back to the main no, room. No, no, we haven't. Currently, actually. we're all standing around yeah. talking about a mouth harp. So okay. we need to make our way back to the entrance. Back to the entrance, yes. All right, back we go. All right, so he said to just play a note, or we can try to push the door open ourselves. Do you guys want to just try to push it open ourselves? No, I think playing the note would probably be easier. I'm still in a lot of pain, so I don't really Yeah, you got it. your tape munched. Oof. Yeah, we actually we we all kind of got screwed up a little. I bit mean, I, I I'm pretty all right. Uh, yeah, I was not. Um, I had a hatchet, but I don't think I got a chance to use it because I got lit on fire. <laughs> and in your case, <laughs> the hatchet's been burnt to a crisp. Okay. <laughs> you fucked yourself there, buddy. Hey, it happened. I, I, you know, I'm always a burn victim in our campaigns. Yeah, Gil. Yeah. Gil. Gil. All right. I guess Gil. I'll. Uh, why is my character sheet in French? Le fourgon c'est bon. Yes, sir. Sure. Et c'est ton mot. Yeah, roll roll a performance on this mouth harp. Uh, it smells like rust. So it's on the rag? All right, that is a 17 on my performance. Gil, when you go to play on this mouth harp, the notes seem to come out effortlessly. Yeah, uh, Gil's, Gil's playing well, on Well, you know, that you, know, you, you got to do a, a little bit of, like... Uh, Athletic gymnastics with the lips there to get wow. it kind of a uh, kind of get it flowing, but uh, you feel like this thing just plays itself. The iron door is quickly brought open, and there before you stands Iron Rod Toneman. Oh, boys, I've been waiting. I got something special for you. I, I want the first thing you boys to see is the work that I've done here. So just go on in and take yourselves a look. Real quick, Mr. Ironrod Toneman. That's my name. Uh, your, your harp thing spit out the... Or harmonica spit out these uh, rings. You, you say that these came out of my mouth, huh? Yeah, huh? I didn't know what they were, but I figured you'd want them. Go inside, boys. We we got a lot to talk about. What have you done? I was just giving him back his stuff. Benedict happily goes inside. As you step inside... Uh, you are shocked immediately to see all of your instruments on his workbench sitting perfectly neat. They have not only been repaired, they've been refinished, reverberated. They look to be brandy dandy new. And in front of each of them is a uniquely tailored gig bag. Ooh. When you touch the gig bag, your fingers tingle. 
You there with the funny hair. Oh. Pointing at you, me? George. Yes. You there with the funny hair. Do me a favor. Uh, okay. Take take your instrument there and put it in the gig bag. I want you boys to see this. Okay. I uh, I pick up Veronica and uh, put her in my gig bag. I love that you named it. <laughs> Beautiful. As you place Veronica into the gig bag, you are shocked to see the bag's shape does not expand. As you press it down in, it's as though the bag is completely unaltered. And when you look inside the bag, you see nothing. Now, I want you to imagine Veronica and her ivories and reach your hand on in there and pull out. Okay. I, uh, think about... I think about Veronica, and uh, and I (laughs) shove my fist in there. And as you remove your hand, you are shocked to see that you are holding Veronica. George begins to cry. (laughs) Oh, no tears now, son. You see, what I've made for you is an old dome and family secret here. I was gathering some herbs while you were away, and I had the thought, it's been a while since I made one of these. And uh, I'd give you the recipe, but let me tell you, that, that'd be doing a dissatisfaction to my mama. I don't think we would know what to do with it. No, but I know what to do with some herbs. But what I'm saying here is these these bags can hold an unlimited number of instruments. Ooh, okay. You can stuff them all in one bag if you so choose. We all got a bag of holding. But specifically... Items of musical value that can be played to create sounds. Case in point. He grabs your bag from you, George. He picks up a rock and drops the rock in the bag. And you can see the outline of the rock sitting in the bag. If you put anything else in there, it's just a normal old bag. That's actually still useful. Crawford Crawford, uh, asks and knows it's a semantic question. Does the bag or your family that makes the bag have a stance on where spoons would fall in the bag? Spoons are absolutely an essential piece of the musical repertoire. I would agree. Do you fancy yourself a spoon man? Wow. Not yet, but I'm always willing to learn. That was that was a great reference, by the way. These bags here, I'm, I'm giving them to you as a token of my appreciation. It's not too often that I get visitors out here in the hymnal. And I very much do appreciate you retrieving me my mouth hop. George uh, bends down and, and gives Iron Rod a hug with a single tear. Thank you. I, I love you. <laughs> he la- <laughs> do you actually say yes. that? He, he pats you on the back and gives a quizzical look over towards Gil like, does he always? G- Gil, Gil whispers like, just just go with it. Just go with it. Uh, they're, they're, that's all right now, son. There's a there's a mint julep on the other side of whatever darkness you're walking through. I promise you that. <laughs> oh. Now, boys, I, I feel as though I must be a bit more transparent with you. Are, are you going, Ghost? He, he stares at you. Sorry, I have a tendency to ruin the moment. I appreciate you getting me the mouth hop. I might not have been forthcoming about the details of doing so, but I wanted to see what you boys were capable of. And it seems to me that you seem to come through pretty all right. No. Benedict just stares at him. Just dead stare. Miss, <laughs> missing his taint. <laughs> well, well, we'll fix that right up, Benedict. I came out pretty all right. <laughs> I'm sure you did, boy. <laughs> I'm just burned. My clothes are burned. 
Yeah, Gil's still like all sore and, and, and beat up. <laughs> I, I apologize for the conflict, but when you arrived here in the hymnal, I, I had a feeling just looking at you. And then this one here, he points over to Cromaw, this one handed me them five rings. And I thought, oh, hold on, Rod, you've been thinking right. These are very special rings, boy. I ain't seen these rings since I was but a wee lad. My point being, boys, these rings are very special. I suggest you each put one on right now. Slides it right onto his finger. George, without hesitation, Brace he, yourself, he trusts boys. this man. Benedict's still pretty pissed, so he but he goes and grabs a ring. Of the two, I tell uh tell him to hand me one. After you all put your rings on, he says, Now, I see there's a fifth. There's somebody missing here. Larry. Our friend Larry, yeah. Larry. Let's see. We don't know where he is. And- Last we saw him, he took out some of those uh, boogie boys for us. Well, then Larry sounds like a good friend to have. He's a natural-born hero. He missed the gig, but he showed up when it matters. I recommend the one of you boys hold on to that there ring for him. Gil takes the, the ring and is like, I'll hold on to this. Fantastic. Back pocket. Now, boys, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to grab hold of your instruments. Just feel it, boys. I, uh, I feel the rhythm while I can. I feel the rhythm with my hands. He holds his mic stand in both hands, closes his eyes, and just focuses, thinking about, uh, his favorite song by Aerosmith, Love in an Elevator. Yeah, no, he feels like he's playing the bass, playing like a just nice, nice jazzy... Low jazz. Low jazz. Low jazz. As your group is playing, it actually sounds fairly decent, but Ironrod's looking around and he seems a little perplexed. <laughs> hold on now, hold on now, boys. Hold on. Stop. You, you, you are a band, correct? Yes, I'm. Break, breaking wind. Yes, I'm. Yeah. Well, wouldn't I? Mm. He, he scratches the side of his head quizzically. And y'all don't feel any different. Not, no, no, not, not really. He grabs Cromwell's hand and looks at the ring real close. Well, that is peculiar. I am certain that these are the rings. Hmm. Let me ask you a question, boys. Before you came here, you followed the train tracks, yeah? Yeah. Yes, sir. Did you happen to come across uh, a clearing, a little bit of a stage, kind of into the ground? Yes, sir. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes, sir, Mr. I see. And was the stage below the ground? We got it to rise up a little bit. I see what's happening here. Boys. I know you're probably wondering how to get home, and I can tell you I do not have an answer, but I might be able to send you to someone who does. You see, boys, you follow those tracks back to that stage. You play on that stage, and I mean play. I don't mean I don't mean little little jamming. I mean play. Somebody's gonna come listening, and I think the old missus will be more than happy to send you on your way. With a few gifts and tow. All right, I yeah, well, I'm inclined to agree with all that. George George looks at the the band. Is you guys ready to jam? Absolutely. No, I would actually like to get some medical. Attention yeah, I would first, say I'm actually to be honest with you. <laughs> honestly, I'm pretty far from ready mentally for any of this. But like, Gil looks down at his shoulder, sees that it's still just missing a chunk. <laughs> George George knows that his his uh, sobriety is coming up soon. So. <laughs> The rest might be a, a, a danger to him, actually. Cromwell states, yeah, I, I'm not ready for any of this, but as we always say, the only way out is through. 
Well, boys, I can take care of those wounds. You, you come on over to Iron Rod's workshop. We'll get you all fixed up. Can you fix my pride? Oh, boy, that, I'm <laughs> not a miracle worker. Aww. He spends the next, we'll say, hour or so uh, treating your wounds. He opens up his pantry, and you whole, see a whole slew of bottles of different liquids and uh, tonics and bandages. So uh, he puts you back together piece by piece. All right, boys. I have one final parting gift for you. I know it was a bit of a hefty walk to get here. I get a feeling that for you boys to get home, there's more hefty walks in store, yeah? So what I'm going to do for you boys, if you come here, come here. And he, he walks out to the front yard. As you walk into his front yard, he takes his mouth harp and he plays a little, little trilling melody on it. Is that the Chattanooga Choo Choo? Oh, she be coming round the band. Oh. And as he finishes saying that, you see appearing out of a cloud of rust, a rusty old freighter. It is slightly transparent. You can almost see through it, and it sits directly on the tracks that you followed to get here. So there's a front little engine compartment, and uh, two separate sitting areas. Chugga, 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 chugga. Choo-choo! No. We got the Richard Simmons Express. <laughs> okay, excuse me. I- Come on, breaking wind. I thought that, Zach here, I thought Nate and I did a perfect, even f- scene perfect, major pain. Chugga, 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 choo That was pretty good, yeah. Old Ironrod steps up to the freighter and pats her on the side and says, Now, boys, this is an old friend of mine. She hadn't run in a long time, so there might be some rust on these wheels, but I promise you, you ain't got any better bones made anywhere. Say hello to old Bessie. This is my Bessie freighter. Puts his hand on on the on the side. Hey, Bessie. Oh, I think you're gonna be my Bessie friend. Oof. Iron Rod turns to you, Gil. He says, "Boy, I get the sense you're the leader of this whole operation." Yeah. Uh, he absolutely is. With hundred percent, he is. I want you to have this, and he hands to you his mouth harp. Hold it up like Link. Uh, yes. <laughs> Back in the day when I used to be what I said was a blues man, the mouth harp was really my instrument of choice. And I found that playing the mouth harp opened up a lot of doors for me. I gave a little nickname to this side piece. You want to hear it? Sure, yeah. His name was the Gateway Harp. It was was my gateway into the musical world. That's a beautiful name. Oh, thank you. And it got to be around these parts that I could play this harp so mean that even the branches of the trees would come down to hear old Ironrod Toman. So if you ever find yourselves, boys, in a position where the way ahead is a little bit thorny and a little hard to break through, you give old Gateway a play. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Toman. Gil looks down at the, the mouth harp in his hand. He kind of clutches it, looks up, says, 
Thanks, Ironrod. You got it. Now you treat that you treat that old lady right. She'll treat you right. Now, boys, you take a hop on the old freighter here. She may not be the fastest, but she'll save your legs, give you a little bit of respite. She'll take you right back to that clearing where you boys just play. And if you ever need anything while you're here in the hymnal, come visit old Ironrod Toman. Uh, you know, before before we leave, do you, do you happen to have like a, a a map of the area or anything? I do not, but I get a strange suspicion that where I'm sending you, all those questions will have a solution. All right, cool, huh. cool. Just figured I'd figured I'd not leave that stone unturned. Absolutely. Uh, with that, Iron Rod kind of, you know, helps you up onto the freighter, motions up for you. And as the freighter begins to, uh, you know, rev up and the, 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 the horn blows, <laughs> it begins to pull away slowly. And as you look back, you see Iron Rod give you a wave as you head into the tunnel of willow branches. Crawford gives a Lando Calrissian wave back. Georgia, can I, uh, can I get a drink? Georgia's taking a drink when, when he asks this, and, uh, happily, happily hands, uh, you the flask there. Crawford willingly accepts. <sighs> I, I think this is the perfect time to talk about, you know, our situation and our just ridiculous band name. I'm I'm glad you finally said it. Uh, it's just uh, does does he not understand it? I I truly don't. Like I love the kid. I do. He's know? a brilliant boy. He's a, he's bril- a he's beautiful a stra- boy. He is a strapping young lad. He's a beautiful boy. And I just I don't want to hurt his feelings. So I, I don't, don't want to bring it up. Personally, I've thought it was he must have some sort of, you know, hoop fetish sexually oh, get off, you know. Could be. I don't know why you would recommend breaking wind, like as a joke or sexually, but either way, it's just I'm not. I don't have the patience to come up with it. Everything's taken already. I know everything's copyrighted. You can't. You can't do anything. We could have just been guilt. Oh my! We could be guilt. Fuck yourself. That's a good name. Is that? That's a great idea. That's a great name. Guilt. Fuck yourself, dude. Like not telling him to go fuck himself, right. but him telling other people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Ooh, we'll have to talk that. We might but, have to bring that up. We honestly you know, might. As, but as a band discussion. Anything's next time. better, I think, than breaking wind. At this point? We could even... How about shooting the shit? That's what like, we're doing now. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we, we don't even know where we're at. Like, these people don't know us from anything. We're three we lefts from... whoever we want to be. We're at here. least three lefts from Gary. At least? We're, we're definitely out of the county. <sighs> they have Danny, so we're probably in another state. Or at, at least in another state. And if it's if it's a northern state, ugh. I was this you know honestly is feeling a little more Midwest, but yeah, this, I get an Ohio vibe from this here. Wait, is that Mideast? My geography is a bit bad. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit shaken today. No, I think I think it is kind of Midwest-ish. But I I I hate the name. I hate I, it. I hate, hate the it, name. Hate it with a passion. 
But what are we going to do for now about it, you know? There's no, there's really no point worrying about I it. I think if anybody, what we should do now is just go with it. But as soon as we have the opportunity, the opportunity when somebody goes, hey, what is your band name? And it comes to us. We just, we just steam, we steamroll. Whoever's answering that question, you just go, we're this. Hi, we're, no, we're not. We're blah, 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 blah. Yes. We're, we're four guys. You know what four I mean? Four guys playing instruments. Yes. We're guys from we're four guys from Gary, Indiana, who like feel like boys. We're just guys from Gary, man. We're guys from Gary. <laughs> we feel like boys. <coughs> we're men who try and <laughs> we feel like the young boys, the, tw- the 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 young strapping lads that I was talking about. Living my youth, being in this band, it's been great. I feel like I'm 20 again. I love you all. I, I do. But I don't yeah, feel no. like I'm in my 20s. I'm almost 40, my boy. I'm in my 30s, man. I ain't... I ain't... I'm old as dirt. I ain't got shit. George begins to cry over the situation. <laughs> let me uh, let me wipe away that tear. And uh, honestly, can I hold you? Yes. Aww. We embrace... <laughs> hey Benedict, can can I talk to you for a minute? Sure, what's up, kid? You you've seen your fair share of weird stuff in your life, right? You have absolutely no idea. What do you... What do you think about what's going on right now? I... There's just so many things, so many questions. I I, I was hoping maybe you'd have some experience in, in anything that's happening. So, are you talking about us being in this other weird world? Yeah, 100%. I've never seen before. 100%. Okay, I didn't know if you were talking about those two embracing and crying in the distance, because I don't know what the hell's going on there either. Okay, I think that's a different conversation. No, I'm talking about, definitely talking about being in this world. Well, key to life, kid. I'll teach you something. You're like, what, 18? The 26, but yeah. <laughs> Life gets a little weird sometimes. And all you can keep doing is moving forward. In this instance, we're transported into another world. There's a dwarf. I got my taint eaten off. It hasn't been great overall. I want to leave, but I don't think we have the foggiest idea how to do so. (coughs) Yeah. So we just kind of got to keep moving forward and survive. Survival is the key, kid. I've done a lot of shit to survive in my life, most of which I will not tell you. But that's the key here. Alright? Survival. Okay. Yeah, I think I understand. Um, how is your tank, by the way? You, you good? Are you able to sit? I, he, Iron Rod is actually an admirable medic. I'll give him that. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. My, my shoulder's feeling a lot better, too. After that, uh, that battle with the cistern. Um... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just a little confused still about what's going on down at the other end of the, of the train, but... <laughs> I, 
Once again, I have seen a lot of stuff. This is not the first time I've seen two men embrace and cry. Uh, and admittedly, the situation may warrant it. Yeah, no, I understand. Plus, I know George is pretty drunk already, and that's just fairly standard for him. I never quite know what's going on with Craw. I don't want to know quite what's going on. I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff we don't understand, but if if you guys are willing to put your trust in me, I'm willing to put your trust in you, and I think I think we can do some something good. I believe in you, kid. We'll get through this. We'll get you back to your girlfriend, wife, whatever the hell she is. Uh, girlfriend, soon to be fiance, hopefully, maybe. Uh, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, we'll get through this. Is anybody driving this train, by the way? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. So, uh, as your group looks out ahead, you see immediately the reason for the freighter's stopping. Grapevines and brambles have grown over the train tracks, preventing return. Didn't he say that that, uh, that their, that their mouth harp would help in a situation like that? I think he did. Yeah, he did. Gil, Gil reaches into his pocket, pulls out uh, the mouth harp, and uh, starts playing it. Roll a perform. It's okay, Gil. It's been a long day for everybody, I think. By the way, guys, if you're more comfortable, you can refer to it as a harmonica. I, I like the term It's an 11. And before your eyes, you all see the brambles and grapevines begin to pull away to the side. And the train chugs on down the line. Well, that is nifty. Before long, the clearing is back in sight, just as tranquil as it was when you were here last. You can see the four cardinal directions of tracks leading to the center, where the stage remains at ground level. As you step off of the Bessie freighter, a strong gust of wind envelops you and whips towards the old train. You watch as the train quickly becomes more and more transparent until it vanishes on the breeze in a cloud of dust. That was the fucking coolest thing I have ever seen in my life. That was pretty awesome. Fuck, that was dope. I wonder what state we're in right now. Oh, dude, I I think we might have hit... state of panic. Might be in Montana or something. (laughs) Oh, dude. Maybe we're in one of the Dakotas. I hear there's some wild shit in the Dakotas. I never hear anything about the Dakotas. There's north and south. And east and west. No. 
while this conversation is going on, Benedict's ignoring it and also looking around. So looking around, the clearing looks exactly as it did when you left. You got the four lines of train tracks heading off in the different directions. Uh, As a reminder, you guys took the one that went west. When you went north, you'd hit that barrier before. I thought it was the other way around. You figured out where north is. That's the way that they went, but that led you to the grapevines. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure actually it was the other way around too. It is worth noting to our listeners that the tour manager can be a bit of a nincompoop at times, and in his idiocy has mistaken his directions. The group did in fact go north to meet Ironrod Toneman. Uh, Regardless, regardless. I'll fix it in post because now that is the way you went because that's the way I made the map. (laughs) So, whoopsies. Go fuck yourself. Yes. One thing you do notice, Benedict, that is different though, and it actually kind of startles you at first because you only notice it as you're kind of bringing your glance back around. Directly in front of that stage, there is a sudden and new... I want to call it a tree, but it's more of a stump maybe about three feet high off the ground. However, it, it is a weirdly shaped stump. Uh, it, it, it is round, almost looks as though like it, it could be in the shape of like a body, like a person. It, it kind of has that look to it, like an outline of a person. But it is indeed a stump. Guys, uh, the hell did that come from? It's a body-shaped stump? Ooh, I take a drink. I, I think I saw this in Skyrim once. So, you're finally awake, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's Todd Howard, you've done it again. Uh, Gil's gonna go over and uh, take a closer look at the, the person's stump. Cautiously, so, Gil. Um, assume perception. Yeah, yeah. 14. 14. Uh, as you run your hands over the stump, it is very smooth. Uh, there is no bark that comes off. This feels like a sanded piece of wood. Right? And it, sta- it sits uh, staring directly at the stage. So, hey, hey guys, it looks like somebody made this. I mean, I know it wasn't here before, but... I mean, I would applaud their uh, craftsmanship to get that done in that quick of an amount of time. I Ma- maybe it's an audience member. Yeah. Uh, they are standing in front of the stage. Well, maybe the you know, the force wants us to play. Yeah, yeah. Tone Man did tell us to play. He so. told us to jam out, boys. We uh, should probably figure out a song that we all know how to play. Ah. Should we keep with the theme of the this bluesy forest? Then I think so. A nice autumny bluesy song. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Yeah. I can do blues. Yeah, I can do it. Down I can for do that. some blues. Gil right. gets up on the stage, takes out his mic stand, sets it up. I, uh, George follows, gets into position, and pulls Veronica out of his bag. Yeah, gets gets ready to set the, the drum beats. Just nodding his head, doing a little wiggle, getting into it. George, nice work. Thank you, thank you. Benedict just starts leaning into it. Crawford starts humming along. Humming along to that beat. Gil uh, pulls out the mouth harp. 
George, I'm surprised you have enough alcohol to still play that well. I, you know, it's, it, I, I don't know how I made it last this long myself, but it's coming out good, boys. Keep it up. Crawford's pretending that stumps a female audience member, giving it looks, pretending it's Kitty. I miss you, Kitty. I'll find you out there. Here, uh, here, uh, George doing a little, little key solo yeah. there. George is gonna roll a perform to do a, uh, a backflip. Come on and give it your best shot. So it's a fourteen on the perform. It was your jam sessions triumphantly with George's backflip. You all feel a warm, almost stinging sensation in your hand, whatever hand it is that you put that ring on. And as you look down, the ring begins to glow, and your vision all around you begins to glow in various colors as well. You begin flowing in and out of color, and there's a whoosh of different colored winds. One by one, something happens. Three, two, flawless victory. Suddenly, Krama begins to feel a tingle in his hamstrings. He looks down. His swole legs start to grow even swoller, sexier, and hairier. He feels almost happy. But then he looks down even further and sees his sexy feet start to crumple in on each other into sickly hooves, reminded of an Asian woman's feet bound and restricted. He begins to feel something tearing through the brow of his head. It feels feels like it turns all corkscrewy like a duck penis. He's got horns. His sexy, sexy shirt has become a solid pink jacket. He has a nice svelte tie. Krama feels happy. He offers the group some Polish delight. Delight. Benedict's skin, he, he feels it. It begins to change. He, as he's looking at his hands and, you know, he feels it on his face as well. It starts to turn a dark gray-blue. He feels a, a, a tingling on his forehead as little little imp horns kind of shoot out. Not too big, pretty small, but it, it's different. Benedict feels great. Like, he, he feels like this is his true form. He... He, he feels a weird feeling at the uh, lower part of his back, if you will, and a little little tail pops out. His clothes transform. It gets it goes from the light acid-washed denim to a very dark denim with leather patches, some chains. He feels fantastic. 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 So after George lands his backflip and, and begins to be encased in this mist of different colors, 
he 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 notices that starting at his feet that his his shoes that he was wearing before begin to regenerate all the way up. His clothes are now coming back into his original pastel flowered suit, his autumn colored red and yellow pastel flowered suit, and he also feels a weird sensation on his back uh, as as two giant wings begin to expand from the base of his back. They're big, at least six foot, I'd say. Miraculously, a top hat begins to appear on George's head. Now, this top hat, no matter what, will not fall off. I can do whatever I want with my head, and that that top hat ain't coming off. Coming off. Gil gets uh, enveloped in this this bluish smoke as he uh, looks down at his arms. His uh, hands start, like, pulsating as scales start appearing up his body covering his arms covering his chest covering his face he he feels his jaw like jut out protrude and at first it really really hurts as his skin gets harder and harder keeps looking down he notices that his boots seem to be growing and turning into metal as they turn into greaves his uh shirt a uh, short sleeve white shirt starts getting longer sleeves and the the material changes from cotton to more leather uh, as as a harness appears around his chest as he is wondering what's going on his vision gets a little little blinded as a as a helmet appears on his head with two long demon-like horns riding from the front and come out on come out towards the back 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 There is a dull thud as you are gently lowered back to the stage and you look around and you see whatever the hell just happened to all of you. Oh my God! God. What What the fuck? I turned to Benedict. Who are you? I'm scared. I'm scared of Benedict. What's going on? He's a devil now. You're scared of me? You have wings. You're a devil now. It's a demon. Benedict. Look and fly. (laughs) Thanks. I like your legs. Are you a goat? What are you? I'm a... I'm a goat man. I'm a goat man. You're looking swole, though. Oh, fuck. I, I still lift all fucking day. Gil, you are very shiny. Guys, I'm scared. What's going on? Where did that armor come from? I don't know. Why do you have scales? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, You've not, turned not into like... the lizard. Gil, yeah, yeah. when I said for you to stay gold, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> Holy uh. fuck. You hear, just from outside of the stage, an old, almost cackling sort of laugh. And as you look, you see the tree stump that was there. The wood peels away, almost like the peels of a banana. And there's a mist, and rising out of the mist, and taking the place of the stump, is a small woman. She has her hair pulled back in a scarf. She looks very much like Iron Rob. We're talking darker skin, obviously a dwarf. Bangs that go down very far. And she's laughing... And cackling. <laughs> what a performance! Oh, what a performance! We haven't seen the likes of that in the hymnal in a long time. Oh, boys, you done these own bones good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. Who are you? 
Well, around these parts, they call me Missy, but you can call me Madam Stroms. Oh, Madam, Madam, what the hell happened to us? Well, boys, I think you're just starting to become what this place sees you as. I'm a monster. Boys, boys, you're fitting in. You're fitting in. The hymnal has taken you into her arms and has granted you a blessing. I haven't seen such a thing in so long, so long. Oh, boys. Oh, I, it is just so nice to hear music here in the hymnal hills again. Sit down, sit down, have a rest. It takes a lot out of you transforming like that. And uh, she sits on the side of the stage and collects herself from laughing. Uh, George, George wants to try these wings. Why? You know, it's, I imagine that would be hard to do. It's like learning how to move new muscles. Yeah, I want you. Uh, I want you to roll uh, an acrobatics at. Uh, go ahead and do it at a disadvantage. That is an eleven. Okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of scared to move because, like, I have fairly large feet, and now I just have these things, and I feel like I feel like they might be like when you're wearing shoes that are too small. We'll try to walk. Oh God, uh, I'm going to try to walk. Is soft. It's fine. You manage to keep from stumbling off the edge of the stage, and after a few steps, you feel as though you're kind of getting the rhythm of walking with these uh, these here hoof legs. Wow. Oh, this is this feels nice. This this feels right. It's almost like springy. Guys, I don't I, I don't I don't feel so so good. And then he uh, breathes a massive fireball of of gold and blue colored fire out of his mouth. No, well, let, let me shit. fix this. Let me fix this. Missy Strums waves her hand in the air in a sort of witchy motion. There's a flow to it. And as she does so, you see the colors from your rings erupt once again, wrap you up very quickly, and in the blink of an eye, you find yourself returned to your normal selves. The clothes have stayed, however. Hell yeah, this is a sweet Boys, ass. sit down, sit down. Let me tell y'all a tale. Do y'all like stories? I, uh, I do fancy myself a good storyteller. I love myself some stories. Well, close your eyes, boys. And again, she moves her hands in a witchy sort of motion, and you feel almost an inviting sort of air as your eyes close, and you begin to lean back, and it's almost like you're being led into a dream. As Missy speaks, the things she speaks of and the things she describes, you can see in your mind's eye. Boys, generations ago, the hymnal was a bright and vibrant place. Trees that weren't red and rotted and dead, but green and ever flowing. And the music that they played, oh, the music they played, music shared between elf, between dwarf, between halfling, all of the different races of the world. But one day, the music and the hymnal grew a bit sour. One day, someone had themselves an idea. Maybe there's more to playing music than playing the blues. 
And while that in itself isn't inherently a bad thing, like certain toxicities, that idea spread. And what once used to be an inviting and open playground of musical cacophony was instead divided between the various genres which came to dominate the region. Now nobody comes to the hymnal no more, nobody comes to listen to the blues no more. It's all about my music and not your music. All the different types and sorts, it makes old Missy sick. So to hear some fine boys like yourselves coming here on this old stage, which ain't seen no love in a long time, and playing out the blues, does my heart good. I, I had a feeling someone might be coming. I heard old Iron Rod's mouth hop, crying out in pain. I see you boys brought that with you. While his mouth heart gently weeps. And so I came here hoping for a performance, and I'm glad to see that I was not disappointed. So let me ask you boys, how can I help you? Well, for starters, can you tell us where the nearest Denny's is? So as she finishes talking, your vision kind of comes back and you're comfortably sitting on the stage. She looks at you and says, oh, boy, there ain't been a Denny's around here in quite a generation or two. But I do believe up north, once you leave the hymnal, I'm sure that whatever's going on out there, they've got a Denny's nearby. Now, boys, I assume... Y'all are wanting to get back to wherever it is you came from. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that'd be great. Well, I also would like to find our friend Kitty. Kitty. But also getting back home, too. Well, let me ask you, boys, how did you find yourselves to be here in the hymnal? Well, that same friend Kitty booked our band for a gig. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Denny's. Then mm. she came out of the bathroom I covered think some, in armor. Yeah, I think some somebody might have attacked her in the bathroom, maybe. Uh, Hooligans in the mm-hmm. bathroom? Then we guess. fought some boogie boys. Oh, damn those boogie boys. They chased us down the highway. But that's when our buddy crashed him off the side. He, he's not here right now. Mm. Oh, we miss him very dearly, Larry. Mm. Larry Spritzer. What, did you just stumble through a hole and you find yourselves here? What, what, I mean, more or less, yeah. yeah pretty much. Mm. Well, if that is the case, boys, sounds to me like we need to find you another hole to stumble through. So you can get back to where you came from. That sound about right, boys? That, that does about sound right. about right. I do love stumbling through holes. No. I, I, I wouldn't feel right if we left without Kitty, though. We're not leaving without Kitty. Well, it sounds to me like you need to find someone who knows a thing or two about finding people. Yeah, because yeah, there was another person with her, too. What was his name now, child? The Wraith Child. Thank you, George. Oh, the Wraith Child. I knows about him. All right, tell you what, boys. Here's what you're going to want to do. She stands up and throws her arms out. You see, appearing in front of you, a cloud of mist. And in the cloud of mist, a map is drawn. This here is the hymnal. Here's where you are, boys. This is the junction. Now, you could go wander in those woods for days, but we need to get you boys out of here. Now, this junction goes four ways. You already know about one of them. 
if you came from old Iron Rocks. You go northward, there's a small little town called Rosewood. The only people left in the hymnal now, the only people who still adhere to the old ways. Somebody there can probably find a way to help you find this. What was her name again? Uh, Kitty. Kitty. Somebody there should be able to help you. Now, if you take that old train eastward ways a wit, you'll you'll go through the woods. It's a bit of a trip, but uh, leads to a place we used to refer to as the old blessed. It's a graveyard, resting place for bluesmen. Not many people go to the old blessed anymore. Now the hymnal's population has declined. But, well. There's something special about that place. Sometimes I find myself walking in the old blessed whenever I just need to remember the old days. Now down south, you take that train track down south, that'll lead you right to the coast. See, the hymnal here is in the southern part of the continent, overlooking the wild oceans below. So boys, my suggestion would be, you head up to the village there, head up to old Rosewood, Tell him Mrs. Strom sent you. You'll certainly find somebody who can help you get your kitty and go back home. Now, a word of caution. When you use those rings, there a time may come again when you wish to feel whatever it is you just felt up there for that moment. Be warned, it takes a lot out of you. It does not come without a price. And as she says that, you hear uh, the sound of wind chimes as a small gust picks up. And she begins to fade away with the wind, laughing. Oh, boys, you done me so good bringing laughter to these old bones. I do hope to see you fine gentlemen again. And with that, she fades away. So, uh... Which one of you touched that tree the first time? Wow. Oh, that was me. I really hope you didn't do anything inappropriate. No, just checked it out. Uh, <laughs> not not in that way. Oh, well, here's hoping. Here's hoping. She didn't mention anything, so, uh... Uh... Oh, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Go to the town first. Bro, that's... that Guys, that's weird. Check your phones. It's saying it's been literally a minute. Your battery hasn't gone down either. That's incredible. Well, we'll never be bored. We'll always be able to play solitaire one at a time on Gil's phone. I do have Snake on my phone as well. (laughs) I think we should go north. Okay. You still have that drumstick we found there, right? I do. What do you think, Benedict? You've seen things like this before. Well... Graveyard doesn't much interest me. I've seen enough death in my life. Yep. It's not my t- fault that I have a taste for the macabre. Graveyards I, I enjoy, but you know, we can go to the city, I think. All right. There's a swoop of wind and a dash of rust. And appearing out of that rust is the Bessie Freighter on the northern train track. Crawford uh, walks on over to Gil, puts his arm around him. You know, you 
You really impressed me today, Gil. You've really done a lot. You've been a great leader. Listen, buddy. I love you, but, uh... I want to talk to you about the band name. Damned if it doesn't feel a bit more lonesome around this old shed with those boys gone. <laughs> For a minute there, I was starting to think that, well, maybe. Nah. Quit reminiscing, you old dusty bastard. Your memory ain't been keen for an age. No, 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 no. There ain't a damn thing I can do to... Damn it, you old pig whistle. I said enough. Maybe. Maybe. coming down the line. Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Hold your damn hurry. Couldn't be. Hmm. Oh, maybe. <sighs> Will I be damned? Rock and Roll for Initiative is made lovingly by Zach, Nathan, Andy, Biggs, Roger, and Tyler. A group of lifelong friends who manage to escape the shittiness of adulthood and responsibilities by bringing you music and madness. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Rock and Roll for Initiative. And we invite you to check out our Patreon, Facebook, or TikTok pages for weekly updates, clips, playlists, and more. Visit our website at rr4initiative.com. And again, that's rr4initiative.com. New episodes every other Wednesday. We'd like to give a special shout-out and a serious thank you to our newest Patreon members, Grix Teague, Nath Ridge, Spooky Grook, Snow, Simp for Gooseberries, and Frost. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We can't wait to interact with you more. Music creation, production and editing by Roger, episode production and editing by the team at Rock and Roll Foundation, certain sound effects and extra clips acquired under the Creative Commons license, necessary credits when applicable, are available on our website. The story, all names, characters, and incidents portrayed in this production are fictitious. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, and products is inferred or, or intended. This podcast is a piece of fictional entertainment media and should not be understood to have any legal backing. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Rock and Roll for Initiative. <laughs>